Welcome to Latchkey Confessional, your 90s nostalgic podcast where your hosts reminisce on life as weird and spooky 90s kids. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Fro. This is Trey. Hi. Thank you for listening. Today we have a special guest. We'll get to that in a minute. But first, how was your week, Tracy? It was very long. That's what she said. That's that at one time, yeah, that is what she said. But no. She was like, it's too long. And he was like, why are you crawling away from me? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, nothing was knocking on the cervix door. Um yeah. <laughs> No, it's just a very long week. Lots of lots of homework. Stop abusing it. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, how was your week? My week was very good. Uh, it was 60 degrees. Yeah, it's April. Um, I had an estimate for uh, a plumber came out because the shower drain is clogged because the kids let a washcloth go down there. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the last time I had um, my snake, my drain snaked was like eight years ago, and it was like 70 bucks. So I knew in my head it was going to be more. I knew that because everything is so expensive right now. Okay? Yeah. Everything's gone up. So I knew that. I guess I still in my head was expecting him to just say like, you know, 75, 80 bucks, 90 bucks, maybe. I don't know. But we're like kind of, you know, broke this week. So we didn't have a lot of money. So he's like, uh, the cheapest option's $123. And that's the special deal right now. I have an auger. You should have. We have one too, but it's not long enough. Oh, how long down? How far down? All the way, baby. We needed to go to the main. Oh, yeah. I don't so, think mine's that long. He's like number two options: two hundred and ninety-three dollars and seventy-two cents. <laughs> That's three months and a warranty. Blah blah blah. And your fourth option's five hundred dollars, and it covers this, that, and the other. I stopped listening already. To snake a drain? And I'm still trying to do the math from eight years ago. Like, I'm pretty sure this is the same motherfucker that came out. Eight years ago. But, you know, I was like, um, can we do half and half? I was like, honestly, I was expecting to spend half of that. And he was like, half? I was like, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I got the look on my face like, save your things. Like, yeah. it, But he knew immediately. As soon as he walked in the door and he was like, here's our thing. And I was like, I'm giving him a look. I'm going to paint a picture for all you listeners out there. I gave him the look in my eyeballs that said... I gave people estimates in their homes for 17 years of my life, and there's absolutely nothing you're going to say to me today that's going to take control of this conversation. Oh, so the look I give to car dealerships. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, he knew that immediately, and he went through the thing, and I was like, can I give you half now and half later? And he was like, I'm sorry, we can't do that. And I was like, then I'm going to have to send you on your way. I'm sorry. And he was like, oh, it's okay. No, no problem. You I'm know, I just can't afford to do that right now. I'm trying to figure out why you would put a warranty on a, a snaked drain. Like if it clogs again, he'll come back out and unsnake it for free. Yes. Or if it leaks because he fucked something up with the uh, snake. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> because it's not exposed. They came down here, right? Yeah. And I didn't put away my torch or my dab pen thingy. <laughs> well, or my tray or anything in the bathroom. At least you put the cocaine away. To, well, of course I did. <laughs> of course, I would never leave the cocaine out. Yeah. Wrong oh. one. <laughs> of course, I would never leave the cocaine out. <laughs> I love it. Anywho, uh, so they come downstairs. He's like, "Oh my god, can I look in there?" I'm like, "I don't care." And he opens the door and he sees the thing, and I'm just like. It's legal. I don't know. I didn't say anything, but, you know, I'm just like, la, la, la. And uh, I was like, yeah, I can't afford to do that. I'm going to have to give you a call, like, when my husband gets paid. And he's like, yeah, no problem. I get it. Whatever. A hundred and twenty-three motherfucking dollars. Without, but that's without the warranty. Without the warranty. Fuck that guy. I mean. That's, that's almost Red twice. is five dollars. Yeah. I don't. So, yeah. It's just, it's eye-opening. Um. So, I would like everyone to say hello to our special guest today, Eddie. What's up? Welcome, Eddie. I love you. I'm so Hi, happy Eddie. you're here. Hi. How are you? You got to get a little closer. Oh, oh sorry. Pretty good. 
You're fine. I'm doing good. You look great. Thanks. Amazing. Welcome. I love your face. I love your face too. All right. So today, what are we talking about today, Tracy? Um, Today, we're kind of piggybacking on last week's episode where we were kind of branched off into talking about cults. So this week, we're just going to go deep dive into it. Well, maybe not deep, but it's a shallow end. We're just going to dip our toes into the cult. We're we're, going to wade. We're going to wade into the cult. Would you like to get in with the waters with us, Eddie? Um, Yes, I'll get in the cult waters with you. All right, let's yeah, get in the cult, cult waters, waters everybody. <laughs> Don't stray too far from shore. All right. So basically, we're just going to do like an overall, this is what a cult is kind of thing, and then maybe we'll discuss a couple of them. Yes. Um, I, I have the definition of a cult, and I have traits of a cult leader and 10 warning signs of a cult. Tracy has some information on cults and also is going to talk about a particular cult. Eddie's got a particular cult to talk about as well. Mm -hmm. So shall we get started with the definition or is there anything you would like to say first? Nope. Go ahead. The definition of a cult. An organized group whose purpose is to dominate their members through psychological manipulation and pressure strategies. Now, listeners... I would like you all to think about a group of people or a place that maybe resonates some of the qualities that we're going to talk about here today. So maybe there's some secret cults out there that we can uncover together. All right. So grab your notebooks and your pens and pencils and start writing this shit down, motherfuckers. We're going to take over the world. Okay. Sorry. Go on, Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Tracy. <laughs> okay, so anyway, yeah, I mean, there's cults are not they're they're not a big secret. They're not a deep dark secret. No, it, in that's fact, kind of the problem. There's an institute, a cult education institute. Right, but is that to teach people about cult, or is that to teach people how to create a no, cult? It's to teach people about cult. Okay, um, well, and and we could probably make the argument like the Tupperware industry is a cult or like anything like Tupperware yeah because people call it culty but it's not right but it's not there are legal classifications that's like a business end of it yeah it's not the same as like taking over lives and like making you kill your children right it's shady but it's not it's not a cult right Um, so like you stated with I don't think you got the whole way through the list did you no all I did was give the definition oh the definition okay so Mm -hmm. basically there are 10 key points of what sets a cult apart from a club or any church or any other organized religion. Because organized religion and, and certain clubs and things like that, they're kind of, while they might be problematic, they're not culty. Mm-hmm. So what defines a cult would be, number one, you have to have absolute authoritarianism without accountability. So you have one person who began the cult or leads the cult, and nobody can can call anything they have done into question. Right. They don't answer for anything. What they say goes. Yes. Um, and they're typically charismatic or something about them has drawn people to them, whether it's knowledge or good looks or money. They got a big fat dick. Um, and they I don't think that's on one of them. Foreheads. Nope. I think it is in some. Do you think Charlie Manson was swinging? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, oh, yeah. I don't He's think he was swinging. He's a tiny little guy. He probably had an abnormally large dick for his size yeah. body. And he was like, hey, ladies, I want you to fucking, I want you to go kill that pregnant lady. Well, the thing with. And they were like, we don't really think that's a good idea. And he whipped his dick out. The thing with Charles Manson wasn't, he, he, he. There wasn't anything remarkable about him. And I know this because I've actually gone down the rabbit holes with Charles Manson. Well, not with him. That would just <laughs> He's be like, weird. come on, Tracy. And you're like, ah, <laughs> yeah, I'm chasing the white rabbit. No, because what Charles Manson started out doing was kind of like just a place for all of the druggies and the hippies to kind of gather and play music and do things. And it evolved from there mm. when they made him kind of their leader. Right. As some hippie places do. Right, exactly. Um, so he didn't start out as a cult. It was just a group of people that came together until he slowly just started taking over and controlling people through drugs, really. I mean, most of that was drug-related. Yeah. But moving to the next one, um, well, this is kind of— Psychological kinda... manipulation, pressure strategies. Um, what was the one? 
Well, there's also, I mean, it, it, there's a lot psychologically. The the target has to be all, already have low confidence and, and low ability to discern and vet their own information. So they're already not somebody who's worldly. The leader or, or the member. The member. Or it's somebody who was worldly and now they're tired they had some they trauma. no longer well maybe not even trauma they're trying to turn a new leaf they're easily manipulated they're weak in some way these uh cult leaders are very um what's the word charismatic no they're i mean yes but they're really good at reading people so they can tell the, when these sometimes people yeah ha- are easy to easy targets for them. But it's not even really a good read. Sometimes it's, I'm going to try my bullshit on this person, and if they go for it, cool, I got a new member, and if they don't, well, then they're an enemy. Yeah. So it's more along the lines of they test the waters with that. But there's also a lot of these these cult leaders are not financially stable. They don't come from strong financial backgrounds. So that's how they make their money also as they'll find yeah. like a pipeline like what member that has money or right. they have like several members that give money like somebody somewhere is supporting this on the small end yeah on the larger end then they have like these big churches and fundraises and and, and things like that um so I was, mo- I was listening to last podcast on the left yes with my husband yes Nate, and they were they were talking about cults yes and I think they were reading something that someone had said, but the guy said when he was growing up, his um, his dad made a lot of money. Like they they had they lived well, you know. Yeah. And they got mixed in with this cult, and then they sold their house and lived in a duplex so they could give all the money to the cult. And that's surprisingly and, common, even yeah. in our area. There's a couple of churches that. Yeah, and and the and the kid was like they were like little kids. He was like eight or ten or something. Him and his sibling, you know. And he was like, Dad, like the church, the the minister's son has the new game system, whatever the fuck. And we can't because you said we had to give the money to the church. Yeah, like something's not right. Here. Right. Well, like as a small child, he was able to put it together. Like, what is going on? Well, even. When my children were small, we went to a church that across the street because they owned the house we lived in. So I was like, I guess I kind of got to make an appearance here. Um, mm. And they would they would pass that that tithing basket around every week, and I never had money. Right. And they would look at me, and I'm like, I don't have money. Why would I give you money when I don't have money? Right. Why am I? Here's a dollar. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Yeah. Use it at the toll booth. Um, so there's the financial aspect of it, but there's also um, the belief that anybody that leaves the cult, they're wrong. They, they are the enemy now. They are the enemy. Anything that they say or do is suspect. And more often than not, and we see this with the Church of Scientology, when somebody leaves the cult and they start to speak out against practices or they try to relate experiences within the cult, they are called a liar. Yeah. And there's some serious damage control done on the part of the institution. And when they grow to be the size of something like the Church of Scientology, it, it's it's their word. Like with Leah Remini. Let me finish real quick. Leah Remini. Yeah. When she created her documentary and they spoke out against her. So it was more like a her word against theirs. They couldn't get rid of her, but she couldn't take them down either. Right. What were you wanting to say? Um, I just wanted to, I forget because you were talking a lot, but Eddie. Yes. I would like to include Eddie. There was something I wanted to fucking say. Um, Oh, I was going to say that it reminds me of something that I experienced in my life. And I'm wondering if anyone at home listening or in the car or wherever you're at, if you can think of any place to. Eddie. What is your opinion on on this part of it, the leaders of the cults? Um, like recruiting people and stuff. What? Yeah. Well, um, like I was talking about earlier before we started to show the cult, pretty much from my town, I guess the twelve tribes. They have like the Yellow Deli. Um, their restaurant is on a 
on a campus, on a university campus. So they... Oh, that's like a prime target place. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, these kids, and they stay open really late at night. They stay open 24 hours so you can, and they have free Wi-Fi. Mm. Oh, yeah. You bribe them to come in there before you indoctrinate them. Yep. And these are kids, these are, you know, well, you know, young people, um at a very vulnerable time in life when you are searching for meaning and everything is, you know, you're in college, it's hard, it's stressful, you're on your own for the first time. Yeah, it's a very uneasy part of life. Um, And, you know, you go study late night and you get a waffle and, you know, they sit down and talk to you. And I've gone in there and they've sat down and talked to me before and it was really, I don't think I went back, but... um, yeah. yeah, but if the wrong the wrong kind of kid goes in the wall, the right kind of kid goes right. in there that needs a connection. Mm, yeah, they're yeah. going to be susceptible to that connection, and that's kind of how they drag them in there. Right. Oh, yeah. Weaknesses. That's the testing the water. You know, manipulation. Right. Are they going to be somebody that I can easily manipulate, or are they somebody that's going to be rebellious because they're not going to try with somebody who gives off that vibe that you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. <clears throat> they don't want anybody that presents a challenge. Yes. Why would they want to make it harder for themselves? Right. And then we that's what moves on to like the women and children we were talking about also before we were recording, where like the children are, I guess, corporal punishment was mentioned and then mm-hmm. they're also groomed, like the boys are groomed to become subservient to the leaders or the new leader and the women or the girls are groomed to become servants. Ew. To the men. Servants they're, to the men. Yeah. There, there's modern day cults are rife with uh, child abuse. Yeah. And, and sexual assaults and all of these traumas that they inflict upon the younger generations. Just all I can think of is for shits and giggles because I cannot imagine any cult leader really truly like did David Crush really believe that he was the second coming of Christ or you know was what? he just an asshole? Probably a little bit of both. I mean, some of these people, from our perspective, these cult leaders are fucking delusional. Okay. And it doesn't make sense to us because we're having to live in the quote unquote real world because we got to pay the bills and all the things. Okay. And these people somehow escaped that and figured out a way to live in their fucking fantasy and have somebody else take care of the reality end of it, such as finances, tying it into the whole, you know, providing this utopia or whatever they're trying. I know it's it's very enticing. Like, I mean, the idea of joining a group of people with what you think all are like-minded and you know it's like oh we're gonna live together and everybody takes care of each other right you don't have any outside responsibilities yeah Mm -hmm. it's that is extremely enticing especially when our society as it is 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 tough and there's no you know and there's outside of i guess religion there's not really uh, answers for a lot of things. Well, and, you know. Yeah. And a lot of, uh, and there are some cults that are not religious based. It's more, it's just like we joke about creating a compound where we all, we all live and we create our houses. And eventually, I mean, that could be cult like if we never leave it. Yeah. It's a plant cat cult. Yeah. <laughs> but um, one of the other things, the, the questions I wanted to ask is, well, maybe not a question I want to ask, but like, I wonder. These cult leaders, do they set out at a certain, like at a certain age where it just clicks or like, I'm going to start a cult. I'm going to find people that follow me. Or do they just realize that one day all of these people are following them and looking up to them and asking them for direction. And it just kind of happens by accident. Oh, I think that these cult leaders, a lot of the qualities that they have in common with each other is that they're full of shit and they... It's all facade. Right. But uh, but and they, do they mean to do it? Yes. I think that they realize at a young age that they have the ability to manipulate their parents, their siblings, their caregivers, their friends, teachers, whatever the fuck it is. And whatever incident happens to them that they it clicks in their head that they can, they are good at this. They fucking take that shit and run all the way with it. And then they do that and they practice it. And like anything else in life, the more you do it, the easier it is to do, the better 
better you become at it, whether it's for good or bad. And I think that's what happens because I've seen that. I've seen little kids being like manipulating, you know. Well, yeah, because but they learn from behaviors from the adults in their life. But yeah, yeah. but then they try it out themselves. And when they realize they can do it themselves, they fucking go to town. And then you get older and you become that piece of shit. For example, I have someone in my family and I'm not going to say which side or who it is because there's a lot. So (laughs) many of them are listening. (laughs) It could be. I could be talking about you, bitch. Um, but there's one in particular. Yeah. That everything I just said applies applies to that person. I yeah. and I grew up with this person. I saw it happening when yeah. we were children, all the way up into adulthood, and continue in every aspect of this person's life. And I think that now this person is not a cult leader. Right. Okay, but it's the same thing. You get people to go along with what you're you want them to do for for your own selfish reasons. Right. And then these cult leaders, um, they it fucking it it escalates. Mm-hmm. And then you know these people want oh, they hear about it and then like you said it the group gets bigger. Right. Like when we were talking about I'm still holding that up before the. Before recording, when we touched on the Charles Manson cult, like Charles Manson did not set out to create a cult. He didn't set out to create a murderous band of hippies. He created a commune and it just kind of went from there when he realized that they were looking to him for all of their their direction. Yeah. So and then someone was like, I want to kill some people. Charles Manson was like, hold on, give me a Sharpie first. (laughs) And then he put an X on his forehead. I actually think that maybe he was the one that wanted to kill some people. And then he talked them into doing it because they were all they were already fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, damn. Uh, (laughs) um, No, and I think a lot of times that. If these people had never given, been given, I guess, uh, a stage or had the opportunity to uh, have an audience, I don't think any of it would happen. Right. Yeah. You know, like uh, the dude that ran the Westboro Baptist, see if he had never gotten on stage to be, you know, a preacher. Talking about Fred Phelps? I think maybe that was. Yeah, the one that yeah. died. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so sad. <laughs> Don't worry, he's in heaven. It's a new oh yeah, toilet in town. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you know, like David Crush, like if he had never become, uh, you know, like a religious leader, or yeah. if Manson had never accumulated, uh, I guess, an audience. You and, know, it's it, in. I think there are people out there that are manipulative like that and have, if they had the opportunity, if the thing came to him, they would definitely be the new cult leaders. When I think you bring up a very valid point, too, because without people following him, David Koresh could have just been some dickhead in the office. Right. Which one's David Koresh? That's um, Waco, Texas. Oh, Waco. That, that's, um, the, what was it called? Oh, I had it on my oh, list. Man. I had it. It was... I'm going to hit Branch Davidians. Yes. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that was the one in Waco, Texas. That's the one where we were in high school, or you might have been junior high, but like we're in high school and they're showing it on the TV. I thought that was, I remember Heaven's Gate. Well, no, but the, the, I remember when they stormed the, the compound in Waco, Texas, because it was oh, the ATF. Yeah. Because they killed so many Didn't people. It, like, on fire or something. Yes, they burned it down, and he had kept women and children inside. Because they had, like, the men had come out to fight the ATF, because, of course, you know, that's what they were planning on doing the entire time. And he was preventing women and children from leaving. Some people escaped, but there were a lot of people that died. Oy. And a lot of people outside of. The compound, the non-cult members blamed the government. Right. They didn't blame the asshole on the inside who was like, no, you can't leave. Right. Well, yeah. But there really wasn't any reason to. I I don't know if they've proven who burned it down because I'm not really sure that it was the ATF. I think maybe he burned it down and prevented them from leaving. I remember hearing that he's the one that started that. Right. Because he was like, I'm going to end this bitch. Right. Yeah. But yeah, the Heaven's Gate cult, that one was weird. Heaven's Gate are the ones that all yeah. said that they were going to kill each other and go to heaven. Or was that aliens or what the fuck? No, they were, they were going to 
I'm sorry, I just no, moved ahead. away from my mic. They were the ones that were going. To, there was like a series of videos with some weird old guy that looked like Don Amici <laughs> from Cocoon. Is that the guy that castrated himself? No. I just know that they uh, the suits, the track suits, and the, the and the sneakers. And yeah, and they showed yeah, and they were all under purple blankets yeah. in their bunk beds. They Ugh. took they took like um, arsenic or something. That's just off. It was a mass suicide. Yeah, and the yeah. entire cult was like, we're going to heaven. Yeah, they all thought they were going to heaven. <laughs> yeah. If but there was only like maybe suicide. 10 or 12 people. But they all had like, yeah, the track suits and the tennis shoes. And so it was strange. weird. Well, so they can recognize each other when they get to the other side. Well, of course. Because I, I think there was a bit of an alien element to it. But I, I yeah, feel like I there, feel like was there was definitely an alien some thing, like yeah. either interdimensional or alien yeah mm-hmm. something yeah because like i oh wait found it okay so the heaven's gate cult was founded by marshall applewhite and bonnie nettles marshall heaven's applewhite. gate believed in an imminent apocalypse and encouraged members to shed their earthly vessels to ascend to a higher plane in 1997 39 members committed a mass suicide in california so yeah i, mean, I can't say i, I disagree with that I mean, we haven't quite reached the apocalypse yet. So I, I just want to know if they made it to the... They're probably well, up there bored waiting for the rest of us. Obviously, <laughs> Heaven's Gate uh, cult did have their apocalypse. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, really. Well, and the uh, Branch Davidians, that one... Uh, Branch Davidians? Yep, they were a splinter group from the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Oh, oh yikes. Um they gained attention after a siege by federal agents in Waco, Texas, which resulted in the deaths of 76 members in 1993. Oh, wow. And, I, and I, I remember, like, it was a lot of adults, but there were children involved in that one. I mean, there's fucking kids in all these ones. Well, yeah, but I'm just, that one is... The only thing about the Holy Rollers, it's a sex cult. <sighs> Edmund Crefeed, Crefeed. Edmund Creefeed put his peepees and older ladies on the sex called Holy Rollers. <laughs> I don't know that I find that. Were, the, were they the ones in the van? In the van? I don't yeah. know. I what, mean, what? I don't know. Probably. Wasn't there like a weird cult? They're like the happy people or something and they rode around in a van. I don't know. Am I just thinking about dogma? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that was Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, okay. That's what oh, I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Right. But um, I did watch uh, a documentary on Netflix that last pat. What? God, last podcast on the left already covered and actually I watched it because they covered it so I had already gone into it knowing kind of what I was getting into but this is um, the love has one cult mm-hmm. with, why do they all oh, have such weird fucking names this is the by far the like the amount of drugs in her brain for her to come up with this name is just bizarre but this is a cult led by a woman who called herself mother god oh mother god yes and it was it was a doomsday cult but it was like a hippie commune doomsday cult like it was good vibes and <laughs> we're all gonna die we're all gonna die and, and we're all, but, it, but it was like she back in the beginnings of content creation she was she had a YouTube channel and she would do like a daily affirmations and you know like everybody loves you and you are loved and I mean it was very positive I do oh, remember seeing uh, her tags years ago positives man dude I, and, and I watched this and I'm like I could have been a member of this cult <laughs> because she was very I mean she was very calming she was very soothing and she was very positive from the outside of it but she'd have I think she had three father gods. What does that mean? She was fucking boyfriend. three dudes at no, the same time. No, three different boyfriends. Like, this is your new daddy, basically. Oh. Like, but the first one is like... Kinky. I mean, she was she was very young and very pretty. And she was like kind of... She's a slut. Stop that. I didn't do it. <laughs> she wasn't a She's slut. She's the one fucking them all. So that's, we're not, we're no slut shame. Yeah. I'm not she shaming just had, her. I was just stating a fact. Slut. But she just had saying? a boyfriend. She had, I have boyfriends. I'm slutty. I'm married. Anyway. With my husband though. The first boyfriend was like this 80 year old guy. I mean, yeah. he's probably like 70. I don't know. But he was really old and he was the one that helped her start the channel in the video and everything where she would go on daily. It was like 2011. Her name was Amy Carlson. She left her family. She left her children. 
She had young children. I think she had a husband, but she left them and moved to like New Mexico. Wow. And she wants to call herself Mother God. It's a whole thing. <laughs> no. Um, you don't get to call yourself that because you left your children. Well, yeah. but she she claimed that she was the embodiment of the spirit of God on earth. Yeah, no. Okay. <clears throat> and she was leading a mission to save humanity. We all, I, however, it's amazing to me the amount of people that were sent by God to save humanity mm-hmm. and none of them have succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he keeps trying and we're just not getting it. Well, maybe they are possessed by demons no, I don't and they're think just so. really confused. But And they're like, we're, we're here to fucking save humanity. <sighs> well, but Amy Carlson was... She she ended up in Hawaii. She went from like Texas to Colorado to Hawaii. She's hopping on all the dicks. So, so it's <sighs> no. <laughs> what do you mean? She got on all them dicks in all them states. You're talking about this cult leader, right? Yeah, but she only had three boyfriends, and she hopped on their dicks in all them states. Okay, we can stop talking about her hopping on the dicks. All right, um, because it's more about the fact that she kept collecting people through her website. Uh-huh. She had one person that was the financial pipeline. Uh-huh. He, he paid yeah. for like they, he was never a father god. He didn't get that status. He didn't get mm-hmm. to. But he paid for like whatever their houses were into. He paid for the move from Colorado to Hawaii. They were actually, I think, kicked out of Hawaii because like the whole place. Like yeah, they were they were kicked out of one of these states. Um, <laughs> what do you have to do to get kicked out of a state? Well, uh, part of the practice was pseudoscientific pseudoscience. Um, a lot of colloidal silver. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Okay. Oh. She. <laughs> oh. Is this the lady that turned blue yes. before she died? Yes, and oh they found God. her mummified in the bed. Yes. They like wrapped her in Christmas lights and put oh glitter on her God. like she was some <gasps> weird art project. Whoa. Oh yes. Yes, I saw a picture of this. Yes. She's literally like dark blue because yeah. of so much colloidal silver. Because yeah. she had like cirrhosis of the liver or some type of cancer and she was treating herself. But they also sold it. So they sold colloidal silver along with their crystals and all this other pseudo-metaphysical bullshit is what I'm going to call it. Because we all like crystals and we we look into their properties and stuff. But this like went above and beyond. Yeah. yeah. Applying they were, things that weren't entirely true. They were, they were yeah. giving um, like medical consultations to people <laughs> over the internet. No. Oh, I got one. Um, when it's my turn. Yeah. But so the cult um, that the message of the cult with her position in it was she was the mother of all creation. She is mother God. She is the reason they're there. She is there to parent them, mother them, take care of them and usher them into the next. But not her own kids back home. But not her own kids back home. Correct. Um, it was basically when I watched this, they lived in this house and she kept collecting people and it was all ages. There was an an elderly woman that was there. There was a young woman that brought her two young children to live there. Mm. There were single people. There were married people. What's up? I want to talk about the next thing. But we're not done yet. Isn't that how this card works? No, that's not how this card works. Okay. That's why I have this card. Damn it. Well... You're the one talking. I know. I'm getting through it. Okay. <laughs> so all these people are coming in there. And so instead of it being like, um, no, please don't. <laughs> because then it's just going to go off the rails. No, it's not. <sighs> it's basically she surrounded herself with people that clean her house, cook her food, take care of the garden. So her servants. Yes. And she basically stayed in bed all day, smoked pot, drank like a gallon of booze every day. Like the woman was constantly fucked up. And like if you watch if you watch the documentary, you're seeing her transition from somebody young and idealistic and, and they're into yoga and, and crystals and taking care of themselves to this this older woman that just verbally abused everybody around her. And then when it got to the point where the sickness, whatever was wrong with her, I, I, I think it was cancer, started to kill her. She's telling them, I need to go to the hospital. And they're like, no, you would never tell us to. Yeah. You would never tell us to yeah. take you to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get. Right. Yeah. And so and it was to the point where they were they were in Colorado and they were asked to leave this hotel. 
And so they had to take her back home somewhere or they were in Hawaii. They were in a state sitting in a hotel. They lived in this hotel for like months. And finally, they're like, you got to go. You can't stay (laughs) here. You can't stay here any longer. And so they take her back to the house. Somebody does. Somebody calls the cops for a well check. The guy, the pipeline, he calls the cop because he's no longer living there. They've been gone. And so he's been keeping the money going, sort of. They ran out of money. Everything is in his name. The houses, the property, everything is in his name. He, his name's on the bank accounts. So all the money that they've been getting from their internet sales and all their websites is in this guy's name. He has them do a well check. The police show up and it's all <laughs> Father God's there kind of dicking around, looking like an idiot. Dicking around. Dicking around. And they're all just sitting in this house. Meanwhile, she is mummified. Yuck. They brought her body back. Yuck. From wherever it was that they were told they had to leave. And they had her in this back bedroom that kind of resembles this room a little bit. I bet it smelled so good. Well, but they had like, of course, hippies. There was patchouli involved, I'm sure. Gross. But they had her wrapped in uh, blankets and Christmas Christmas lights lights, and they had glitter on her eyes. And they're like, this this can't happen. This is (laughs) this is um, did they think that she was did she did they know that she was like. They dead. knew she was dead. I'm I'm thinking they were waiting for the next step for her to come back. Uh, <laughs> we'll yeah. just wait for her to come yeah. back and tell us what to do next. Right. They were like, <laughs> they were. They were lost without her because she had been the leader. Right. And they had not done anything without her instruction or or her punishments. Because, I mean, she would she would dole out punishments like she would banish somebody to the backyard for like a month or whatever. Mm. The best, the best, worst part to me as an outsider looking at this, at these people who lost everything because they gave it up. The funniest part to me is when she died, mm-hmm. the pipeline kicked everybody out and kept all the money. Well, of course. He, his name was on everything. And they're like, they're complaining. They're like, we can't get anything because his name was on. Well, yeah, you joined a cult. Yeah, you yeah. dumbasses. Yeah, you don't get to. No. I don't think you need to get to take your stuff back when you leave. No, you don't. No. Yeah. If you want to be able to have things, then you got to start your own cult. Well, and okay. and to to end this, there are a couple of members. I I don't remember their names, but they sh- kind of show you at the end of this documentary where they branched out on their own, and they're hmm, still a spinoff. Yeah, it's a, like a little mini cult, but a it's more like cult. um, it's more like an an Instagram cult. An Instagram type cult. thing because they're still because <laughs> they're still doing their videos and their and their daily affirmations and they're still selling products. Uh-huh. It's the selling products part that gets me weary because uh, have you guys ever heard of Coral Ridge Ministries? No. Okay, this is back in the early two thousands when I worked at a telemarketing company. There was a room that was nonprofit and there was also a was that what was that room? The religious room. So they would do like fundraising for religious groups and oh and yeah, like the phone organizations calls. and stuff like that. Coral Ridge Ministries was one of the um, people that we that we took calls for, and people would call in to order vitamins and shit. So this <laughs> ministry is Coral Ridge Ministries would be on the TV like at one in the morning. You'd be flipping through and in his sermon would be up there. And he was another one of those big. This was, again, in the early 2000s. So this was before. Where were they based? Uh, like, was know, it like it local? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I it guess was like North Carolina or something like that. Is somewhere like evangelicals or something? Yes, 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 yes. I think those those are pretty yeah. culty. Yeah, yeah. I, I grew very. up in the evangelical church, and yes, yeah. very much so. They make you buy their fucking Christmas albums. Well, yeah. it was the vitamins <laughs> and all the and how much they cost and stuff. So we got trained on this how you know to t- to put the orders in when they would call and stuff. And these people are spending so much money on the vitamins; it's wild. So then one night when I worked nights. We had to take calls on their prayer line. Oh, no. And I was not, like, when I started working at this place, I was like, I'm not down to be working in the religious room. Like, I have a relationship with God, but that's between him and me, and I don't want to talk to you about it. And I certainly don't want to talk to anybody on the phone about it at my job. And they were like, sure, no problem. I'm just going to read real real quick what I found. Um, it said, Advancing Biblical Truth in Action Ministries, formerly known as Coral Ridge Ministries. So they've rebranded. Uh-huh. 
like Ooh, the fucking happened? nail Why? technicians. Just because, right? um, yeah, really. Uh, Tax evasion. It says um, that they're a national Christian media outreach that educates, motivates, and activates Christians to understand God's truth, apply it to their daily lives, and transform American culture for Christ. So it's a cult. Yeah. And yeah. where are they located? Um, I see for the Coral Ridge Baptist Ministries is Jacksonville, Florida. I'm not oh, sure okay. if that's the same thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't honestly remember, but. Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Fort Lauderdale. All right, so I'm working the prayer line, right? Dude, I had the weirdest fucking calls. This lady called in and she was like talking about how her son got this girl pregnant and she's pregnant with the demon and the de- <laughs> and you know she knows it's a demon and just talking fucking nonsense and of course I'm recording all these on my little tape recorders for my own I have a literally have a box full I oh my god still can have you it. listen to them yeah we have right. to find a fucking t- uh, What's it even called? A tape player. Tape player. But I mean, we can't really, we can't really put it on air because, yeah, well, off air. We can do transcripts, but we can't do, yeah, yeah. Um, As long as we don't use their name, it doesn't matter. No, yeah. Uh, I don't even. Unfortunately, I, I I don't even remember what like there was there was like three really fucking weird ones and all three of those people that called in were all talking about the demons all around them and I was just like what in the actual <laughs> fuck oh that's scary it, and the one was like I can see them they're all like, uh, oh no well and this goes back to the whole maybe they need medical attention yeah or maybe they're on drugs right or maybe they really are seeing the demons. Out of the three, there one of them was seeing demons, one of them was on drugs, and the other one needs mental help. Okay, I mean it's all those things. It is all of those things. It is all of those things. But I I forgot because there was I I went to their LinkedIn site, the Coral Ridge Hour. I remember that. Yeah, that's what was on. Yeah, because it would be it would be with what was his name? What was his name? It came on after the Seven Hundred Club. Uh, Ugh. Jim, Jim. Dr. D. James Kennedy. James Kennedy. It's Truth in Action Ministries began in 1974 with a radio broadcast featuring ministry, featuring, I don't know who fucking wrote this. Um, featuring Probably some, almost said a fucking. The founder of the, <laughs> the founder of the ministries, the late Dr. D. James Kennedy. Uh, the television outreach Dick began. James Kennedy. The television outreach began in 1978 with the launch of the Coral Ridge Hour, a weekly television program now known as the Truth, Truth that Transforms with Dr. D. James Kennedy. Jesus, he's not Christ. still alive, is he? No, 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 no way. Truth in Action Ministries also offers a daily radio program, Truth That Transforms, and the weekly television program, Cross Examine, co-hosted by Dr. Dale Taggett and John Raby. All right. So Coral Ridge Ministries isn't a cult that's a hippie cult, and it's not a cult that's going around killing people. It's a religious cult. Right. A business cult. They're selling vitamins. They're selling crystals. They're selling something. There is financial gain involved that is outside of just their members donating money to their church. Therefore, it is a financial business religion cult. Do they do they have to do they still not have to pay taxes? Because if if they are. If they are a a um, religious organization that has a brick and mortar building, I think, I think they have to have an actual. But I just went to the website for the. <laughs> oh my god! What does it say? It's it's a whole bunch of it's a whole bunch of crazy. Well, it's fuck you, Coral Ridge Ministries, uh, and your stupid <laughs> fucking pro, pro, pro choice is a misnomer. Mm. Okay. Um, abortion is sold to the American people as choice, but studies show that the majority of women who have abortions felt coerced to do so. They didn't feel they had real choice in the matter. I think they're misunderstanding of the total topic in general. Number one, a lot of times, yeah, they have no choice because you got knocked up and you can't have the baby, so there's only one other choice. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about traits of cult leaders, okay? And I think so far everyone that we've talked about they all uh, portray these traits. Well, yeah, something is resonating with their followers. Yeah. So we got the traits of a cult leader: narcissism. Mm. We all know. Oh, absolutely. That, right. Now, I'm not saying if that if you have 
any one of these traits that you're fucking should go out and start a cult. Okay, I'm not saying that. Nobody should go out and start a cult. Do not start a cult. I'm just saying if you have, you know, at least 80% of these qualities, if you know someone that, if, if I'm naming these motherfucking things off and you are thinking of a person in Be your vigilant. Head, you need to get to hell away from that person. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? Are you guys listening to me? All right, here we go. Are you ready? Get your pens. Narcissism, number one. Number two, charisma. Oh, my God. They're just so fun to be around. They're just so nice. And they just you have such a good time when you're with them. Right. Mm -hmm. Number three, dominance. You know, they're in charge. Yeah. They just say it and you do it. Right. And, and you and you just do it. Yeah. For some reason, you why? Believe why what do, they say? Yeah. And maybe like, later, oh, that's a great idea. You go you're home right. and you're like, that. what the hell happened? Like, you're not with them, and like later on, you're like, why? Well, I'd also, I, I also feel like I need to point out too is it's not just dominance in the way of that's a great suggestion. I'll take that into consideration. It's you feel like there will be some type of a fallout if you don't yeah. do what they say. Yeah. Demanding obedience is the next one, which falls in line with that. Right. Yeah. Like you're gonna do this. I'm demanding this of you. Claiming supernatural powers yeah that's a big one so that's the one where it's like huh like all these things i just listed you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. then you get to that one you're like hold on a second what now to be fair well, to be fair to cult leaders <laughs> <laughs> they 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 don't all claim supernatural no, no. powers not all of them no but the ones that do do well these are the mother ones god. that are like yeah, hey, yeah. you're mother gonna god. kill yourself and you're going to squirt cyanide into your children's mouths with Kool-Aid and we're all going to go to heaven. Right. Like, what's his name? Jim Jones. Yeah. We got Jim Jones. And he was a special kind of predatory because Jones most of his massacre. congregation was poor and black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The People's Temple. Charles Manson, he didn't even know what happened. He was sitting he around. He had no idea. He was like, wait a minute. <laughs> He's like, how am I getting How all this fuck pussy? Is this going on right now? <laughs> he's like, they're like, did you kill him? He's like, I didn't even have to kill anybody. <laughs> right? He's like, they just did it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Wait, what? One. What? What? The fuck? No. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Um, so claiming supernatural powers. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm an alien. I can read your mind. I. Yeah. I whatever I'm the divine embodiment of God. I'm the mother of God on earth and I'm here to guide you and be your mother. I did abandon my own children that I gave birth to, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Mother of God with your colloidal silver ass. No, not mother of God. Mother God. Oh, mother God. I know why she turned brown. It's because all the nasty dick she had stuff turned blue. Whatever. She fucked a smurf. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Father God was father Papa Smurf. The third one. Oh, no. And then she turned blue and died. Whoops. Okay. Anyway. Okay. A sociopath or a psychopath? Charles Manson. Yeah. Yeah. He was a so, sociopath. He wasn't a what, psychopath. What's the I difference? Think towards the end there, he was getting closer. What's the to difference being a between sociopath? And okay. Psychopath? Um. So I'm not leading you incorrectly. I'm gonna. Yeah. And while you're looking that up, I skipped one. Uh, arrogance and boastfulness. Oh, so I'm a cult leader. You have one of these uh, traits so far, so you're not. You're good. Which one do I have? You just said it. Arrogance and boastfulness. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm not very charismatic. Yeah, well, it's a good thing I'm arrogant and boastfulness. Well, which one am I? Right? Shut up. Um, (laughs) The difference between those three, and that's it's three. What's three? uh, There's narcissism. Oh, okay. Because there are three different similar classifications. Sociopaths and psychopaths. Okay, so psychopaths tend to be the most violent and dangerous because they lack empathy, conscious, and respect for authority. So those are going to be the ones that will kill you with them themselves right. and don't and not care and, and not like, oh, care. And I'm going to go get Subway. <laughs> right. And it's it's they have very little concept of right and wrong because to them, everything is justified that mm-hmm. they do. Um, sociopaths are similar to that, but they often manipulate and use deceit instead of violence. So like David Koresh was a sociopath. Charles Manson was a sociopath. He didn't kill anybody. Yeah, he got other people to I'm kill people. Sure he, he he did not kill I mean, anybody. No, no, he didn't kill anybody. But I'm pretty sure he beat the like his followers. Like he. But that's it. that's oh, more yeah. of a that's more of an abusive daddy kind of thing. You can still yeah. not be a psychopath if you use physical violence to keep people in line. Yeah. Um, 
because all of his traits fall under that. And I think he was actually clinically diagnosed as a sociopath. And he really likes Sharpies. (laughs) And then narcissists can also be selfish and cruel, but are less likely to engage in illegal or violent behaviors. So like the leader of the Coral Ridge, whatever, would be a narcissist. Right, because he's not doing anything illegal. Right. But he still is is manipulating people into doing what he wants them to do. A psychopath yes. does it himself. Does it, and then he will fucking kill you if he doesn't like your ass anymore. Pretty much. You get they my have, way. They I'm have no moral you. compass. Yeah. Like, compass. why did you do that? Because I wanted to. Well, it was wrong. I don't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> uh, delusion is the final trait. Oh, that would be like delusions of grandeur. Like, you think you're far more uh, like special. You think you're embodiment of God yeah yes she was absolutely delusional oh yeah yeah for sure but that I'm still I'm wondering if it wasn't um, like a if it wasn't brought upon with her use of psychedelics early on like she was probably kind of with all reports with before she basically was like cut and run, she was taking care of her family and she was a manager at McDonald's. And we're talking about Mother God. Mother God, with the yes. Colloidal silver. Correct. Okay. The colloidal silver came later, but right. she I'm just making right, the, the connection. The, yeah. When like, she when she before she left and started her, her cult she was online at the beginnings of the internet when we were still in America online and, and all that shit. That's how she met the first Father God. Mm-hmm. He kind of was the gateway into the the cult like behavior, but she had started doing psychotropics before leaving. So I'm wondering psychotropics? if psychotropics, yeah, psychotropic drugs, which is like LSD, LSD, mushrooms, uh, ecstasy, like anything that affects the brain chemistry. But some of us, as we know, some of us are a little bit more susceptible to long term effects. Yeah. And some of us can, you know, you can eat some shrooms and be fine the next day. And some people can't. It like permanently changes it. And I wonder if she wasn't one of those people, because by all reports, like her mother and her sister were like, we don't know what the fuck happened to her. She broke her brain. You know, right. Or like how Manson thought that the Beatles were communicating secret messages to him, to directly to him, like not nobody. In their music. It right. wasn't meant for anybody else. It was meant specifically for him. With the, which is what brought on the Helter Skelter. Right. Yep. Well, and that's the continued use of the psychotropic medications. Like they didn't do it on a weekend and then go back to work on Monday and everything was fine. They did it. Uh. All the time. Broke their brain. Yeah. Did you guys see the movie Mandy with Nicolas Cage? I don't know. Was it. that good? Oh, my God. Hold on. I've thought about I, okay. I've, I've been meaning to watch it. I think it came out like uh, maybe in the last five or so years. And it's really fucked up. And it's got a cult in it. Yeah. And um, doesn't his daughter like run off to join a cult? No. Oh, OK. No. Then I misread it. <laughs> um. <laughs> His wife, like, it's him and his wife live out in the woods. Like, they don't have a lot of neighbors or whatever. A cult cult rolls through and sees his wife walking down the street, and the cult leader's like, I want her. So they fucking come in the middle of the night and kidnap her from their bed. Oh. Okay? And they, the cult leader is getting this acid directly from the person who's making the LSD. Yeah. All right? And this guy like has Straight a tiger from the source. in a fucking cage in his warehouse where a he makes tiger. Acid. Tiger. Yeah. Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> so it's really serious stuff. And they give it to his wife and she's so fucked up. Like she's all the way fucked up. Like it's really strong shit. Oh, so his wife is Mandy. Yes. Okay. I thought for some reason it was his daughter. So Nicolas Cage is like <sighs> I forgot about that one. Uh-huh. He's like, I'm going to save my motherfucking wife. Right. I'm going to go get her. Go get her. So when they were in their bed, when they were kidnapped, it wasn't by the cult leader and his cult people. There, He he got in touch with his gang that he provides acid to, like this super duper strong ass liquid fucking acid. And these this, this gang of like biker dudes, they're like deformed and fucked up from it, but they don't ever stop taking it. This movie was fucked up. There's nothing logical about it at yeah, all. Yeah, because when I think of a gang of acid users, I'm thinking of people that are, don't see the sun very often and play Dungeons and Dragons. This <laughs> gang of bikers was like a mix between Hellraiser, 
and a biker gang or something. Oh, like, like Mad Max? Y- yes. Oh. Yes. Like between Hellraiser and Mad Max. And I had a dream about Hellraiser last night. Did you? I did. Oh. I escaped the Cenobites. I don't remember how, wow. but it was bad. It was bad. Whoa, dude. And I didn't watch anything scary before bed. I'm so sorry for Ooh, that segue no, into that's nothing. Okay. That's all right. But that just popped into my head. That's scary. It was that terrifying. So scary. That's scary. And then I woke up and my alarm went off and I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm so sorry. Sleepy. <laughs> I'm not sleeping right. at all. <laughs> so, what was I saying? I don't remember because I totally just, that, that, uh, dreams. The ADHD just took that right the fuck over. Cenobite. Oh, the bikers. You were talking oh, yeah. about Mandy. Okay. Mandy. My <laughs> sister's name is Mandy. Hi, Mandy. Hi, Mandy. <laughs> okay. So, the biker gang, they're she all fucked listen. up and they're on acid and they come and they steal the wife. So, Nicolas Cage is like, I'm going to go to their place and fuck them up. So he's on, and he finds, okay, so he gets I'm so glad you said up. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Nicholas Cage is here to fuck us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did it? It did, okay, I just didn't hear it. Okay, so he goes to the biker people's house and he wants to kill them. And so he does their drugs. So he can get on their level and what? what? Yeah. yeah. What? Okay. I would never think to you're like I'm gonna kill you, so I have like, to be oh. as fucked up as you to do it. Right. So Nicholas, <laughs> these dudes, it shows them like drinking this acid. Okay, the biker dudes, and it's gross. Drinking it? Yeah, dude. They're drinking it. That's how fucked up they are. Like their tolerance is so high. Nicholas Cage gets to their house. He dips his pinky in the jar of it, and it's like. Bing. Like one drop on his tongue, and he goes like, "What is that? Me? No, oh, her. Me. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was like, what? People are gonna be so confused. We have cue cards, so that cue cards. So we stop talking about shit out loud. Yeah. So we're we're putting them to the test, and it's like so far so good. We're like cats. I just I drank um a, I drank a lot of coffee. Oh, do you have to go pee? Yeah, I have to pee so bad. <laughs> You can run. We're almost you, done. If you want. Okay. Oh, yeah. We, oh, shit. We are almost done. Long. Yeah, okay. we're almost done. So, anyway. <laughs> you cannot pee. Like, I drink this. That's a oh, lot of coffee. Oh, God. Whole thing full. Oh, I'd be pissing my pants already. Yeah. Okay, well, we're almost fact, done. In fact, I might have a little bit. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage Wait, does. ladies. <laughs> if you want to join our club, email us at latchkeyconfessional at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> visit right. us on latchkeyconfessional.me. So Nicolas Cage does one drop of this acid and like the, you know, the screen goes and all the things. And then he fucking musters up the power to kill these motherfuckers. All three of them. He just like papows them. <laughs> that's the that's the power. That's what happens. That's when he the power. The acid. Yeah. So then he finally gets to the guy's house that's making the acid with the tiger. And he's like, I got to find my wife. I killed the biker guys. And the guy's making the acid. He's like, I have a tiger. And he's like, I, I see that motherfucker. Where's my wife? And he's like, you got to follow the yellow brick road or something. I don't know. He gets to the fucking the cult leader's house and the cult leader's fucking everybody. They fucking set the wife on fire. Man. <gasps> yeah, they set the wife on fire while she's tripping her balls off. Wow, that's awful. That is. That's I horrible. When that happened in the movie, I was like. I, f- I felt sick in my. St- I was like, Ugh, this is the worst ever. Like, how could you? Why would you do that to somebody that you wanted in the first place? Is it like an I can't, if I can't have her, no one yeah, can? Yeah, I think of it thing? was. So people Nicolas, suck. Yeah, so Nicholas Cage comes in there. He kills the cult leader. Like, Good. cuts his dick off and like Good. fucking kills every out. Kills everybody. <laughs> <laughs> calm down. Okay. Sorry. Oh yeah, we have a card for that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I I shuffled them all together. <laughs> I got one. Yeah. All right, calm down. Got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really fucked up movie. And afterwards, I was like, I need it. I need just. I need water. I need a brain <laughs> detox. I drank some. Oh water. my god. Water. I need to talk about that movie. Yeah, that was. It was. Disturbing. When did you watch it? It's been some years. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, hmm. and I think I watched it with my husband, and he had already seen it. So like the whole time, I'm so like, he knew what's happening. Yeah, and I'm freaking out, and he's like <laughs> sitting next to me, like I know, right? Like, <laughs> And talk like I'm just like looking at him like tiger. He's like, I don't know where the tiger come from. Yeah, oh, and I think it was Flea. I feel like it was Flea. Oh, if it was Flea, I have to watch like this he movie. He was the, the dude making the ass, and maybe it wasn't it him. Would, but it sounds like that would be a, a it TV be role. That he would or like do, Anthony though. Kiedis would be the cult leader, and of course Flea would be the acid maker. Yeah, the cult leader reminded me of somebody. Some I want to see. 
little dude because he was like naked and he was like, this is my dick. Oh, I hate it when they're all naked and just flopping around and you're going to fuck me. <laughs> and all the like the cult people are like, actually, we don't want to. And he was like, too bad. Uh, so it's from 2018. I want to see who played the... Okay. I do love a Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is a really good actor. He I mean, really look, is, look, but he's going to stop doing sticker. movies because he wants to do TV instead and I can't wait. Well, either one. I'm down with it all. I love him. I just watched a movie with him... I can't remember what it's called, but it's something about, like, the devil made me do it or something. And he's, it's like, some Vegas, like, in a satin jacket. Is he a... Dr- the, the he's vampire? like a hitman. No, no, no. He's like a hitman. And he's looking for this guy that killed his family. But he doesn't say that in the beginning. And the whole time you think that he's just... It's mistaken identity. And he had he had the guy the whole time. Oh! But it was like such a good movie, and I'm like, why? Do, right, I did the wrong one. You did. It's okay. Why do we? I, I like I make fun of him. I do because some of the movies I'm like, really, dude, really. He but just then I'm like, care. He's like, I'll take that. And they're like, oh, we didn't even say anything. He is. Like, That's okay. I'll take it. He's like the fancy Keanu Reeves. Nicholas because Cage is something else. They do. Pretty much anything that nobody else would do, but they do it so well. Did you see the movie with him and um, Pablo Picasso? Of course I did. I loved that I, movie. Nicolas Cage would be a good cult leader. I would I be would in his follow cult. Him. Yeah, yeah. I Nicolas would Cage. totally be in his cult. <laughs> Nicolas Cage, if you're listening, if you're one of our <laughs> yeah. 10 listeners, um, Nicolas Cage. start a cult. We'll be your first members. We're your yeah. cult. We're, but we're your three. Leto, I'll be your, I'll be your Father Leto God a, three. I'm Father God three, guys. He, he had um, basically an island where he invited fans to come to, and they were all dressed in white. And yes, he did look like a cult leader. Yeah. I don't think he's smart enough to be a cult leader, though. There's just, I there's think he has. He's the, so cute. He's he's got the ego. He's cute, but he's not smart enough to shut his fucking if you, mouth. If you look into his <laughs> eyes, there's oh, there's like nothing there. No, yeah. no, no he is dead inside. Yeah, but he is he is just alive enough to run his mouth. Yeah, and I say that not knowing him personally, but I, I there's you don't know him personally. What I know? How dare you? I don't. I don't. Because every time he talks, I'm like, dude, you. Just yeah. stop talking. I don't think I've ever heard him talk. I just look at, I see pictures of him, you know. It's just the shit that he says. Yeah. Well, I used to watch my so-called life back in the Oh, 90s. yeah. He was gorgeous. And then he, he became so an adult. Cute. And then he took himself too seriously. And now yeah. he keeps talking. And it's like, nobody, just be quiet. I don't know. I just, no yeah. one's listening. I will say his Met Gala costume last year, I think it was, where he was the cat, was Great. I don't recall that. It looked like a real cat. Interesting. Hmm. All right. So tell us about Mandy, who plays the cult leader. Linus Roach. Is it Jeremiah Sand? This guy? I th- I think it's that guy that's got the black background. This but guy? I, I'm not certain. Um... Oh, I know Richard Brake, the chemist. That's not Flea, but he always oh, plays yeah. somebody he's like in, that. He's in a lot of Rob Zombie movies. Yes, yes. He's always the dude that has all the guns he's and they go 31. to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's in 31. He's one of the dudes that kills him and yeah. they call him in because the, the people. There's a character named Fuck Pig. Fuck Pig. <laughs> Okay, and we're going to have you play fuck pig. Uh, did you want to call your mom and tell her your like, role? Hi, I'm, I'm here today your... to audition for the role of fuck pig. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have like an after dinner party like right before the release of the movie and like your, t- your, your little name Does card. he wear like, like a gimp fuck suit? Pig. Mm-hmm. Hey, fuck pig, your seat's over here. <laughs> <laughs> A party of one oh, fuck pig. That's going to be my new name for like pizza delivery. Can we get more makeup on fuck pig? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Right. Okay. We, need to, we need to send her the camera on fuck pig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, I think, um, I think that's a good uh, yeah, I think that's ending good. note. We'll Eddie. End, end on fuck pig. Eddie. Eddie needs to come back. Thank you so much, Eddie. Yeah. Eddie needs to come back. Yeah. Okay. I will. Come back, Eddie. Okay. Come back. Okay. Thank you for joining us today. Did you have fun? I did. Good. I did. This was cool. Do you like our little room? I actually love it in here. Um, It's so nice in here. It's my vagina. It's very cozy. It was not like this last week. I like the wood walls. I do too. It makes me feel like I'm in a little cabin. We're inside of my vagina. We're in a cabin in the woods. (laughs) 
inside. What's inside. It smell like weed in here. <laughs> <laughs> smells like weed and vagina in oh, here. Oh, there's the pen I was looking for. It was in your vagina this whole time. Oh, I thought you meant for real. I was like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> you were using that. I would never put that kind of pen inside of my vagina. Aww. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, tell all your friends, and listen, of course, to Latchkey Confessional on all of your streaming services, such as Spotify, Apple Pie, Google Pie, and all the other pies that we are not going to mention here today. Google Pie is changing. What do you mean? I'm not exactly sure how it's changing. It should not affect how I do anything, but if anybody listens to us on Google Podcasts, you would probably behoove you to go in and, and follow our podcast so that you do not lose your way. Yeah, and you can go to our website, which is latchkeyconfessional.me and sign up to receive updates so that you are never out of the loop on Latchkey Confessional. And we love you, and we will see you next time. We will not see you next time. See you next time. We'll talk to you next With time. With our mouth eyeballs. With our mouth balls. <sighs> Bye, Bye. 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 <laughs>